You're listening to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. Youth ministry isn't easy, and you don't have much time. That's why this is a car ride's worth of content to help you reimagine, revive, and rebuild youth ministry. Welcome to Uprising, the Rebuilt Student Podcast. I'm here today with Daniel and Emily. I am Allie, your host, and we are in the midst of our series called Skin in the Game. But before we get into that car ride's worth of content today, I want to know what are you guys loving right now? Well, there's a series of books that we've used for the last couple of years to really learn about each age group and what they're going through. And it's called the Phase Project. It's from Orange, and they have a different little book for each grade. So really, they're for parenting, but it's so helpful, helpful for us in yeah. youth ministry too. So there's one for each grade. So I have like parenting your sixth grader, parenting your seventh grader sitting in front of me right now. Um, and we're using them to create um, some cool things for parents for this year. Yeah, very helpful to dive deep into each grade level, not even looking overall at all middle schoolers because there's so much specific mm-hmm. changes and ways that they process and learn and all of those things. So that's that's really cool. What are you loving, Emily? Baseball is back. Oh, baseball Finally. is back. You yep. are a big baseball fan. Mm-hmm. Although I can't be there at the stadium. Mm-hmm. It's so great to see them on TV. <laughs> Tell everyone, who, who are you a fan of? Trey Mancini and the Orioles. <laughs> the Orioles in general, but only specifically. That'll be next podcast. What you're loving will just be Trey yeah. Mancini. <laughs> I'm a little worried about them, though. We've had We're the, coming the back, COVID though. stuff okay, with yeah. Florida. They're the only sport that they actually are mm-hmm. traveling around because they have so many games they couldn't go into a bubble. We won our first series, so though. We did. Beat the yeah. Red Sox two out of three. Mm-hmm. You did. You did. That's not what I'm loving. <laughs> I always I, got some Boston in her. I am a Red Sox fan, so <laughs> you win this time, Emily. <laughs> well, I am loving. Um, I love. I love music in general, but I love country music. And this, there's a song that came out during this whole season of COVID and this movement that we're going to um, going through socially. Um, and it's called "Be a Light." And it came out. It's by Reba McIntyre's in it, uh, Thomas Rhett's in it, and some other people. So it was a bunch of artists that got together and just wrote this beautiful song. I think it just has a really great message to it, just to be a light to others in every way. It kind of goes in line with this series that we've been talking about, some tough topics, but just trying to open your heart, open your mind, listen, learn, understand, and love each other through all of your differences, through all of the trials. So... That is what I am loving. So like I said, we are in the third episode in our series, Skin in the Game. This is a tough topic to address and we're nervous about it. We're going to talk more today about um, racism and what the church has to contribute about racism. Um, It's not an easy topic to get into, but we are going to do our best. Yeah, it can be really polarizing, but that's part of the reason that we feel like we need to address it because um, our teens have it on their minds and hearts. Definitely. And you do. And um, our teens want to know what we think. Um, and those are the moments that we earn their their ear and earn their credibility, earn our credibility. We earn credibility. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just want to acknowledge up front, we don't know it all. We're not coming at this as experts. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what we're learning as our eyes have been open the last couple of months and we're doing our best to listen 
Um, I had a difficult moment in June, I think it was, when really everything was erupting around um, race. And uh, I was journaling at night. And I just started thinking, like, how many people of color do I have in my life that I talk to on a regular basis? And it was very few when I actually started listing people out. And yet we live in Baltimore, not, well, Allie lives in the city. <laughs> Emily and I are a little out of the city, but it's a city that's 62% black. Um, and so that just speaks to the heart of this issue that we're divided and we're not great at listening. Um, so there's a lot of people asking for, demanding, defending a lot of viewpoints um, and beliefs right now. And we just want to step back and take an approach that's informed by our faith and informed by our leaders, but aware of the immediate need that's in front of us. So throughout this series, we are going to be taking a lot of our information and cues from two specific sources, and we'll dive into those today as well. One is from our own Archbishop in Baltimore's pastoral reflection called The Journey to Racial Justice, Repentance, Healing, and Action. And the other is from the U.S. Council of Bishops, um, the USCCB, which is called Open Wide Our Hearts, The Enduring Call to Love. And throughout the next couple of episodes in this series, in this series, there's three things the church has that can contribute to the discussion about racism. And we're going to dive deeper into all three. The first is relationships. The second is reform. And the third is reconciliation. So we're going to begin with the first of the three today and then continue with the next two in following episodes. Yeah, so we'll have a passage each week that we'll share from our Archbishop's Reflection and from the U.S. Bishops. But this week's passage comes from Open Wide Our Hearts. It says, We must invite into dialogue those we ordinarily would not seek out. We must work to form relationships with those we might regularly try to avoid. This demands that we go beyond ourselves, opening our minds and hearts to value and respect the experiences of those who have been harmed by the evil of racism. Love also requires us to invite a change of heart in those who may be dismissive of others' experiences or whose hearts may be hardened by prejudice or racism. So the first thing we need is relationships. How many people, including ourselves, have we heard make statements lately without having had a conversation with a person of color? We can't speak from experience. Yeah, we're, we don't have the experience that a person of color has. We just haven't had their life. And so it's really important to listen and to seek out those stories, to let people be heard. Um, and Jesus was so good at this. He went to people. He didn't care if they agreed with him. And in fact, he'd probably disagreed with a lot of people on what their beliefs, their lifestyle, whatever their choices were. Um, but he went out of his way to be around people who weren't like him and people who weren't mm -hmm. like him liked him. It's one of the most amazing things about Jesus. Yeah, I always find that so comforting to really think about and strive for. So our first move is to listen. And that comes from podcasts, books, TV shows, movies. There's so many outlets of where you can learn. But more than anything, real people listen to real people and their stories. Like we said, we don't know their experience because we haven't had it. We haven't had their life. So go seek out people whose life experience and worldview isn't like your own. Yeah, because that's not our tendency. Mm -hmm. We like to be around like people. And we've talked about in our 
parish here how we are a pretty homogenous parish. Mm-hmm. You look around and there's not a lot of people that don't fit in to a stereotype, um, that don't look like um, a model here. And so when we talk about um, issues around race, uh, we often can be defensive. Um, we can defend our way of life without really making an effort to understand the way of life another person experiences. So we're speaking with blinders on because we just don't have the experience or the relationships to empathize, to understand what somebody else is going through. And if there's one thing that Jesus did in an amazing way with the people that were around him, he went and encountered them Mm -hmm. and he went and found out as much about them as he could. Um, So that's where a relationship really begins. Yeah, and there's a lot of false social media out there, sound bites, a lack of credible media to make an impersonal world. It's like we don't know how to disagree or converse anymore. Mm. But Rick Warren um, said, put me in a room with someone, anyone, and I'll be learning from them in five minutes. So it's all about being there with that person, the relationships rather than through a screen. We don't know how to converse. Yeah, and if you've ever, I Rick Warren you know, as this pastor, if you aren't familiar with Rick Warren, some of our listeners we're, may not have read. Yeah, we, we love him because we, we talk him. about him all the time. <laughs> but he, um, he's the, the author of um, The Purpose Driven Life, Purpose Driven mm-hmm. Church. Um, and he pastors one of the biggest churches in the country in, Sa- in Saddleback in um, California. And he's one of the smartest, wisest people. Mm-hmm. I did get the chance to meet him once. And um, he is so much fun. And so full of wisdom and stories. I mean, I remember coming back from that meeting and just being like, this guy is incredible. He and his wife, they give away uh, they reverse like worship tie. offering. Yeah, 93% of their income. That's incredible. Um, oh my just, gosh. And he's just got stories and stuff like that all the time. And it doesn't come across, like that sounds, like if I told somebody that something like I that. I give I feel away like, 93%. Yeah, it would be self-congratulatory, <laughs> but, but it's, it's not. not. Yeah. Um, so all that to say... Rick could go in and teach anybody in the world. Mm. He's that brilliant. And for him to say, put me in a room with someone, anyone, and I'll be learning from them in five minutes. Um, I just remember that really striking me when I heard him say that. We need to be learning from each other. Every person that we come in contact with can teach us something. Mm. Absolutely. So as we always like to end our podcast with one bright idea for you guys. So Daniel, what is our one bright idea today? Well, we've been talking about relationship and this really is a moment in time that we're being invited to pursue relationships. So we just wanted to give you a couple of ways to do that. Um, One is to be uh, practice being a minority um, and the other is to actively listen. So we're giving two bright ideas. You get a bonus bright idea today. Um, so one is to be a a minority, really practice this by going to a place where you're the clear minority in the room. Mm. That's a challenge. That That is a challenge. Yeah. I did it once at a church where I worked before this and it was an Our Lady of Guadalupe celebration and it's huge in Hispanic culture, not as much in Anglo American culture. And I walked into a gym full of Hispanics. Everybody was speaking Spanish. Mm. And it was immediately uncomfortable for me, but I did it. Um, and I just thought minorities do this every single day. Wow. It's just so different when you get that perspective. So that's one idea is to go to a place where you're actively a minority in the room. 
just to see what that feels like. Um, another bright idea is just to work on your active listening. Uh, make someone feel when you're talking to them like they're the most important person in the world and what they have to say is the most important thing for you to hear or listen to in that moment. Um, if you can do that and just work on your active listening, don't be thinking about what you're going to reply mm -hmm. or what the next thing is in the conversation. Just actively listen. So be a minority, actively listen. Two bright ideas. Thank you for joining us today. We love you all very much. Tune in next time as we continue our series and discuss how the church can contribute to reform when it comes to racism. 